2: That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish.
1: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish
3: and Flick, everyone. Swish
0: and Flick.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 176 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan.
0: And I'm Katie. And today we're joined by some special people in our lives again matt, I guess. Again, again yeah right because they were here last week right so matt and as good morning welcome back
4: ah oh, katie can i just say it feels so good matt we're on here with a couple like it's we got the the raven claws and the gryffindors out of here right this is not you know? houses divided
5: right you know there's like <laughs> unity here it's, it's it's a it's a warm and welcoming place I love it. We
1: all know the relationship between Slytherin and the Hufflepuff, and how good it is. Perfect. So yeah, we're just doubled. Yeah,
4: Yeah, that is interesting. By the way, I I actually gave that some thought a couple weeks back. I was like, "Wow, wait a second. I was like, "Megan and Katie," and I never really, you never really dawned on me. But I'm like Hufflepuff and Slytherin. Like I didn't. (laughs) It's been in front of me this whole time, and there it is. You know. So it just, I don't know. It's great. It works. I love. I love it. So, As
1: you and Matt are meant to be, true. we
4: are. Hey, it's
5: that's,
1: why, that's why we're good buds. That's our best friends, man.
4: <laughs> Look,
5: I
1: know. Yeah.
4: Double, it,
5: double the puff, you know. It's like double stuff <laughs> pizza. It's great. <laughs> that
3: was the only that was the only. Oh wow, food at the time. Yeah. But.
4: Are we? Are we? Are we talking about food already? Are we already? Hey man, you know. Gosh, I'm ready to talk about coffee, breakfast, all the you know, all <sighs> the good things.
0: Spoken like a true puff. I love mm, it. Yeah. And
4: cats.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, <sighs> so speaking of, yeah. this episode is sponsored by Jillian Sinclair. Thank you so much, Jillian, for sponsoring. Um, and today we're going to be discussing the big debate, the debate of all debates, in my opinion, because I was right at the end, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Speaking of Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> is Mrs. Norris a polydectal cat? And did she tie herself up on the torch in the Chamber of Secrets? Wow. But... Before we begin, I do actually have a weekly profit. I can't believe that I didn't pull this earlier because I believe that this opened maybe a month ago now, but, um, in 2020, New York was supposed to get a new flagship store for Harry Potter. It was supposed to be like a Wizarding World store in New York City. Obviously that didn't happen this year.
0: We had plans to let go.
1: Yeah. We were thinking about going for the opening, um, But anyway, since they have all of the stuff and they can't open their doors, they've decided to open their uh, store online. And it's actually really cool because it is a lot of merch that I had never seen before. It is, like, new merch exclusive for the flagship store in New York. Like spirit jerseys? Harry Potter spirit jerseys, which is... (laughs) pretty cool in my opinion but they also are going to have um the exclusive rights to a Makuza line which i thought is pretty cool Ooh. since you know it's in new york i like that so
0: but um don't go to the Woolworths building guys don't do it mm-hmm. i know they kicked katie out yeah i got yelled at i just wanted to look at it <laughs>
3: <Really>? <laughs>
0: they're like this
1: building is not open to the
0: public they're like get me in this <laughs> <lobby. Sorry."> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so if you search for, hold on, actually I can pull up what the, what the real website is here, but, um, they also have new, a new wand collection, which is pretty cool. So they have like, yeah. they have a golden snitch wand. They have a Beasts. sword of Gryffindor. Yeah, they, they have all the horcruxes. They have one for each house. They have, it's, I mean, and they are like, they have a festal wand. They're intricately... They're beautiful. designed. They're beautiful. Um, it is just harrypotterstore.com. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's actually really funny. <laughs> I know. It's really straightforward. Um, but harrypotterstore.com is the home right now of the New York store. And you can buy all the cool stuff. They have it divided up by house or, um, you know, you can get like
3: you yeah. can even get the candy on
1: there, like the candy that looks like the candy from the Wizarding World, um, in Orlando. But do they have ginger
0: nuts? Because I don't important. think
1: so. I don't think those would travel well. You got to eat them like when you buy them. But anyway, that's the weekly profit. Um, I'm excited about this store. It, I want a spirit jersey for sure.
4: Meg, is it is it just like a like? It's just the, it's the store or what I don't Harry Potter it store <laughs> World. It's
1: yeah HarryPotterStore
4: <laughs> dot com is. I mean this is this is really cool. I'm on Look, they got a Time like Turner a... keychain.
5: Does it actually turn the time? I mean, I could really use that. Be really That'd
1: cool. be cool. Well, there's a lot of uh, well, I mean, there's this a lot of theories cool. about like a personalized travel.
5: Hogwarts acceptance letter. I mean, that's I mean, I know Christmas is over, but I mean, you know, it's not too it's not Ooh. too. Uh, it's never too early to start planning for next year. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, you know, there's 11th birthdays happening every month of the year. So, but I forgot they, I believe that they sell the personalized trunks that yes. Katie and I got over in England because that was the only place that they made them. Um, but now they're making them at the New York store as well, which is pretty cool. So I can't wait to go and like see the inside of the store. I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh, I'm sure I'll cry.
0: Just because that's what
1: I do. Wow. I'm sure it's pretty.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um so yeah, that's the weekly profit. Good job. Thanks. I uh, sorry I didn't order anything from Harry for Christmas. It's okay. Sorry. Your birthday. It's already way better than my months. weekly profit
5: last week, which was on the spot. And, uh, well, it's almost twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, they made
3: so, the and do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Supporting our podcast keeps us going. It gains access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. And thank all of our current patrons so much for your support.
0: You all rule. Do you do. I'm like nervous for this part. This is Tiffany's part. I do the other part, not the intro to it.
1: Well do I have to do like the recap?
0: I'll do it because
1: Okay good. Because I don't want to do it.
0: You don't want to do the recap. There you go. Oh god. So uh Meg and I weren't on the last episode but I know Ez is super excited to get into this recap. He I wants to clarify Matt is also things. pretty mm-hmm. stoked about it. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna hear what happened because I haven't listened to it yet. We're recording this. I think it came out like two hours ago, so I've not had a chance to listen to this episode yet. What happened?
4: Yeah. Well, Matt, I'll let you start. This is just, this might be a a, a rather long recap. I apologize. All right.
5: Well, we were talking about a pretty controversial (laughs) issue, I guess. And it's um, whether or not (laughs) uh, Hermione's sneak attack, right, on um, Marietta (laughs) Edgecombe is her last name, right? Yeah, Yeah. Marietta Edgecombe. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir uh and i think we well we all had slightly differing uh opinions on it uh on the uh on the uh, on the episode i think as and i may have split slightly differently um i actually in some way kind of sided with tiffany um in that i think you know like it was it was okay but the permanence of it is where i'm like that's oh that's a That's a lot. I mean, that's a bit much. I mean, for like a permanent scar when you're, you know, how at this time they're probably like 14, I think, right? Like 14, 15-ish during Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, I'm like, eh, that's a lot. That's that's a lot for it to be somewhat permanent, you know? And then I I used used like – I said, you know, it's kind of like Hagrid uh, putting a tail on – on you know dudley i mean that he has to go get surgery for i mean that's a lot you know especially for somebody who's not even a magical you know being i mean you know yeah
3: but it's
4: dudley I know,
3: I know. <laughs>
4: well i mean oh boy all right I, katie i'm gonna have to step up here i gotta guy. this this would have been tough with with i think two slytherins on the podcast at least tiffany saw uh, she, she knew when to accept good reason and logic. All right, so um, Megan, I mean, not to not to step on any polydactyl toes here, but uh, or Is that what they're called? Pterodactyl toes? I don't know what they're called.
1: Um,
0: polydactyl. 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 I was,
3: polydactyl.
4: I was totally yeah. kidding. Sure,
0: pterodactyls also have toes. But yeah, yeah. True. Um,
4: so this, I don't, this was kind of this was wild. I I might have dropped the e word during this discussion, and I want to make it clear that um, what I meant by Expelled, right? Uh, I, I might have dropped the, you know, Hermione should be expelled word uh, during the episode. What? What? I, I, see, I know. I told you I'd be stepping on toes here. Uh, I, 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 but look, I, I didn't go that far, but I said, look, as a teacher, as a professor at Hogwarts, it would have crossed my mind, okay? Like, if that, again, was a violation of school rules, all right? And... I mean, Snape says it. Snape, one of your own. I mean, you know, he's a Slytherin. He calls. Are you Harry
1: sympathizing out. with Snape?
4: No, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that <laughs> that Snape says often. <laughs> Man, I mean, I mean, how many times is he threatened to expel those kids? You know, he's 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 threatening to expel them. You know, kick them out, detention, taking points, some type of consequence is warranted. In this in this case with with Hermione now I don't think it I I just threw out the expel I want I don't want any of the hate mail all right I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some I'm, I'm sure it's actually coming in right now because the episode is is being you know it's it's released and I'm getting <laughs> you know, all these messages where people are you know they can't stand that I that I was I, I say multiple times I love Hermione like I think Hermione is great and she's wonderful but should she have gotten a de- you know a detention for that yes okay she should have gotten a detention as yes. So, you know,
1: as it's a war, it's a war,
4: it's a war. Wow. Okay.
1: If Ron and Harry didn't get expelled for stealing a flying car, getting seen by like, I don't know, 14 muggles and crashing it into the Whomping Willow. Why should Hermione get expelled for protecting her and her friends?
4: Again, I said, it, it simply crossed my mind. And then I said, no, that's, that's too far. All right, if we're not going to expel Harry and Ron for well, flying a car, then we just need this warrant to say detention, okay?
1: Okay, so then I have a question for you. If Hermione didn't jinx the paper, what could she have done to protect them otherwise?
4: Uh, well, let me think here. As far as. Uh, because
1: they're needed protection. I mean, it's not like this was just some club that they were doing for the heck of it to learn how to, you know, defend against, I don't know, to pass their exam. This was literally an organization within the school to teach, to learn from Harry on how to defeat Voldemort. Uh Like, it's just so much more than just like a club, you know, and I... I think that they got that across in the Hogshead. Like, they were like, no, this, you know, this is about more than passing our OWLs. This is because Harry saw Voldemort come back to life in a graveyard. And this, the ministry clearly is just ignoring this.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: To, the fa- to the point where they put somebody in charge of Defense Against the Dark Arts, which is probably the most important class ever now because they have to literally learn how to defend themselves against the dark arts and they're being told to learn to read like this beginner book just like front to back and that's supposed to help them enough to protect them against the dark
4: and Megan let me just say how many people (coughs) actually read that book okay I'm just a little (laughs) bit like Hermione Hermione read it and you know what (laughs) that's about it all right what I mean can we at least have started there you know where are the adults in this conversation? Where was Dumbledore? Where, sure. you know, where was, where, where's Professor McGonagall?
1: I think he felt helpless. Dumbledore, I mean, this was one instance where I think Dumbledore legitimately felt helpless. He couldn't do anything about it. Nobody this. could
5: do anything about it. I mean, gosh, when uh, the minute yeah. Cornelius Fudge looks at her face, he about has a heart attack. I mean, you
1: know. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> edge comb. <cone. laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i just i mean okay so to a point i agree with the fact that like the permanent scarring of this attack um is harsh but i don't think that that was really her intention yeah. when she did it um i think that you know she was just like well i want something that will reveal itself to us if somebody snitches um and I think in her mind she was thinking oh if it's like pimples on her face those will go away you know but we'll still see it I think that that was her thought process I think that the fact that it's scarred was an accident what
0: you're saying is Marietta too many of them exactly them herself yeah
1: probably it's marietta's fault just like getting them was marietta's fault so
3: yeah i think i
5: I, I think that hermione i don't think she would intent her intention was that it was permanent because even dumbledore and you know mcgonagall don't really know they can't like seem to fix it and so i mean for hermione to make a permanent spell on purpose at that point in like her you know training and and upbringing I, I think it's like i don't think that she would have known a spell like that at, at that at that time i mean i don't know
0: she what probably
1: underestimated think? her her what magic is, honestly
0: what does ron say you're brilliant but scary but scary <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah oh well, hey, I just wanted to clear up though. I did, I did drop the e word, and I totally took it back. And I was like, you know, look, I didn't mean to, to you know, expelled as a, as a whatever. I, yeah, that's Hermione. harsh. As... I, I just, I, I just said, I just said, should, should it have been considered? I mean, I did, I think I, I think I might have said that, and then I said at the end, I love Hermione, totally messing around. But really, what I, where I was coming from? If you listen to the episode, I was coming more from like Marietta's point of view in, in that like, okay, you don't know what Harry knows. You don't know what any of these other individuals True. know. And so from a child's point of view, we're breaking the rules, we're seeking out the room of requirement, we're doing things that are that are against the rules. And my parents jobs could be this was all fun and games. It's like almost like you're not really sure you know the, the seriousness of it. And so unless an adult were to say to you, again all of your all of your like uh, the, the the authority figures around Marietta are saying don't do this, don't do that and that's who you listen to in a school. You listen to your teachers. And so we're doing something yeah. that's wrong. So she goes and she, she reports that. So I don't think that what Marietta did is necessarily, cause you can say that Hermione, that, that's an accident, right? Okay. She, maybe it was too, too far. We, we just wanted something that was an indication that somebody had told. So then we could disband the group. We could move, we could, whatever, which is fine. I'm I'm actually, if we're going to be serious about this, cause I'm, half i'm really just joking about her being expelled i i get it there's a, there's a war i totally get it i just like being you know so sometimes there's a little i don't know what it is katie but sometimes it's hufflepuffs want to just get a little i don't know you know we get out of our we get a little i don't know what, what the word too is. good
3: no yeah,
0: <laughs> no, maybe, that's, maybe, yeah I can, I, that's why the other color is black you know we're oh. yellow a lot of time but sometimes we want to get in the mix and like stir things up okay sometimes.
4: okay okay perfect perfect all right that's good so anyways, also, when yeah. you,
0: when you said that it was an E word, I thought you were going to say you thought Hermione was a little extra. Oh, for doing what she oh my gosh.
4: Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually checking myself on that because, like, I saw you guys' facial expressions. I was like, "Is there a bad e word out there that like I thought I was gonna say?" And I was like, "Oh shoot!"
1: I was just confused. I'm like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> I'm know? sure he'll say it eventually, but okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, it, you know, she just she hates that word. I mean, Hermione just does not like that. Is like in the beginning, well, it's, know, just it's, like, hard. She's it's hard. So to be afraid. The
5: best, you know, when you're when you're the best, it's, it's 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 you're it's hard to be the
4: best all the time. I mean, who are you talking about, Hermione? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, she's great, and actually, I really, really do. So, I wanted to make that very clear. Like, I'm totally kind of just kidding, and I think because uh, I kind of got into it, with Tiffany, a little bit. I was like, all right, hold on, hold on a second, Tiffany. We're going to take this serious tone about all of this. Let's look <laughs> at it from Marietta's point of view, which is like she doesn't know any better. I mean, she's just a kid who is trying to do the right thing, concerned about her family and stuff. And again, you know, I get that. Like, like there are so many. Ki- you know what we tell kids at, at school? Like, if you see something, say something. Okay. If you hear something, tell an adult, report it, let it be known. The problem is there's a lack of like adult supervision and all of it. And like, it's kind of hard for Marietta to know, like, how serious is this?
1: Who's right and who's wrong? Yeah.
4: So again, I don't disagree. Like, like, her, but they needed something to be, to protect their group. And again, I get Dumbledore is kind of, you know, handcuffed here in a sense. And so is, is unable to really help out. And it is a time of war. And so it is why, it's why it's a really good, interesting conversation actually, because, you know. There's a lot of dynamics to it. Yes.
1: Um, To play devil's advocate on the Marietta thing, though, quickly, because, you know, I always have to. Um, (laughs) With, like, Marietta's point of view, I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, she was there in the Hogshead, and she did hear Harry speak. Mm -hmm. And she did – I mean, it's difficult whenever you have the government and the media – portraying somebody as different than who they're saying they are um so that's like a whole bigger conversation yeah. you know like harry is speaking the truth saying what happened saying what he saw but then you have the leader of their government saying he's crazy saying he's a liar
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the media doing the same thing to a 15-year-old, putting articles in the newspaper about how... Yeah, that's
4: messed up. You know,
1: and this was even back in Goblet of Fire, they were doing it too, like how he has this scar and he's seeing things and he's delusional delusional, and, um, you know, Harry is crazy. Harry doesn't know what he's talking about. There, He needs to be committed. Like, saying all yeah. these crazy things in the Daily Prophet, like, um, that really at the end of the day is the issue more yeah. so than what did marietta do or not do thought, it's the fact that the yeah like the government and the media are against harry and they're lying but they're portraying harry as the liar i've
5: thought yep. i've thought the daily Prophet so, was fake news for years so you know right wow. okay. <laughs> it is
1: it is the og, OG fake think. news <laughs>
4: Oh, my.
1: And you all know who, uh, who Fudge is yeah, like, so yeah. I don't even need to say it. <laughs> Everyone knows. Well, yeah, <laughs>
4: Everyone knows. Can, can I say, too, like, if you're a – so here's something interesting in the day and age that we currently live in. I am a teacher, uh, so I'm coming out of, you know, ma- magic land back into real life here for a second. And when stuff happens in the news or um, politics or whatever – Like, we got into teachers, uh, we want to support our students, all of our students, every single one of them, and some of the slogans and the t-shirts and the things that we want to wear and that we want to take to school and the posters that we want to hang up happen to be, you get into these really uh, interesting things where they're backed by political funds and stuff, and so we have to be, like, super careful about what we can and can't wear and say, and, like, you can say it, but, like... Where'd you buy that t-shirt from? You know, it's, it, it's so many technicalities that you're like, wait a second, seriously? You're going to tell me I can and can't wear this t-shirt because I want to support all of my students and make them feel comfortable here in this building. And that I kind of feel like, you know, when you're, I don't know, you know, going back to Hogwarts, I mean, if all that's going on in the government and and the government has sent somebody in like Umbridge, I kind of also, to, to my point earlier, like where were the adults? I kind of get it. They're not, they're, they're basically being told stay in your role stay out
1: of it yeah 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 Yeah. keep
4: it keep in your lane and um and the teachers because i know i want to do this which is like fine i'll whatever box i'm in here whatever the rules are i will i will work inside of that and i will work my magic you know as 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 best i can from from that um you know position so i don't know like that's I, i guess another point in in favor of the teachers and McGonagall and what they were facing and could you I mean I sometimes think about like what the conversations that they had in the in the like teacher's lounge at Hogwarts you know like <laughs> yeah like oh gosh that would have been yeah crazy but it's
1: well and the fact that you know at that time because Umbridge was on the rise and basically uh, on the cusp of taking over for Dumbledore at this point when that happens right yeah I mean literally that happening causes Dumbledore to flee and then she takes over So, um, I think that at that point, even, they're not even safe to discuss this in the teacher's lounge. Yeah. Like, you've got Filch who could be in there, who is just like, you know, sucking up to Umbridge because he wants to be able to whip the kids and hang them by their ankles with these chains in the the school. Like, he's so sadistic. (laughs) So, like... Umbridge is like telling him I'll sign uh, an educational decree that will allow you to do those things. So he is just like ready to snitch at any second to mm-hmm. help her out education- and get Dumbledore out of there. These
5: seem like unchecked powers, okay? I mean, we, they need to right? many. I mean, that's some They're crazy. and unusual punishment.
1: Yeah, that's like, it reminds me of whenever uh, Snape is headmaster in Deathly Hollows and the caros are in charge of like defense against the dark arts and they can torture the students with crucio. If they don't know the answer to a question or something like it's, um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah.
3: So yeah.
1: Katie, you're always so quiet about the Marietta argument.
4: I just see her nodding her head with, with everything we're <laughs> saying. So
0: just a, I'm just she's like, yeah, I get all sides. I do. It's a, it's a heavy cross to bear yeah well there's you
1: you know she deserved
4: it oh my (laughs) katie don't there's another puff over here who says it's fine to just nod our heads and say you know what i see both sides because i think that's what we just did (laughs) we all just went around oh my gosh megan
1: off, off microphone. She's told me that Marietta
0: deserved
2: that. I actually,
0: <laughs> I actually think I totally agree with what Matt was saying, that him and Tiffany were saying. Yeah, is like it's the permanence I that think, is like jarring, right? Right. Like I think, I mean, snitches okay. get stitches, there right? You know like that. you. That's extreme. <laughs> that's not real. But you, your, but your actions they do. have consequences. But yeah. should it have been permanent? Probably, Probably not.
4: Yeah. 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 I get that.
1: Alright, that was a that was a long recap. That's but.
0: the episode. Sorry, we're not talking about Mrs. <laughs> Norris. Okay. Oh, Thank nice. you so much, and don't <laughs>
1: let the muggles get you down. Oh no.
0: <laughs> no. Um, all right. Well, Kate,
1: it's to you to read the passage. So this so okay, just to give a little bit of a background here, um, so since Sarah and Tiffany took on the the great debate over Marietta, Katie and I wanted to take on the debate over Mrs. Norris. Um Especially because, so we just did a MuggleNet takeover um, on their social media, social media. And I pulled some clips to share on the social media just to like, you know, let people know who we are, what we're about, what the kinds of conversations are that we have. And one that people just always bring up is this Mrs. Norris conversation. And I hadn't listened to it since it happened, really. So I was like listening to this episode to pull clips to share on social media. And I was like, God, this is just it's so funny. Like (laughs) I and and I was listening to it. And as I was listening to it, I looked at Katie and I was like, I just changed my opinion and I'm still (laughs) arguing like I didn't. (laughs) But <laughs> like halfway through the
0: conversation. It totally flipped and you were just like, "No, this is my point now." And you just kept going. And I
1: yeah, well that's just how I am. Yeah, so okay. um so anyway, we wanted to read the passage from Chamber of Secrets that sparked this debate. Um and and basically just get as and Matt's reaction or initial thoughts, talk it out. I can kind of explain
0: Where we come from. Yeah, where where
1: I was coming from. Katie thought I was a little nuts whenever I was talking about it. So, you know, hear how she still thinks about it and Mm -hmm. go from there.
0: Yeah. So um, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that actual passage, (laughs) um, it's from episode 31. This cat is on fire. Because she almost
1: was. She was hanging by a torch. Right. Could have caught on fire at any moment.
0: Right. Um, okay, so just to set the scene, Chamber of Secrets. Has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. Right. There's water on the ground. Harry just hears this <gasps> scary, creepy, disembodied voice it saying it's going to kill somebody. It smells blood. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Snake sounds. <laughs> yes. All right, so from the book, <laughs> something was shining on the wall ahead. They approached slowly, squinting through the darkness. Foot-high words have been... Dabbed? It looks like it says daubed Dabbed on the wall between two windows, shimmering and the light cast by the flaming torches. What's that thing? Hanging underneath, said Ron, a slight quiver in his voice. As they edged nearer, Harry almost slipped. There was a very large puddle of water on the floor. Ron and Hermione grabbed him, and they inched towards the message, eyes fixed on a dark shadow beneath it. All three of them realized what it was at once and leapt backward with a splash. Here we go. (laughs) Mrs. Norris, the caretaker's cat, was hanging by her tail from the torch bracket. She was stiff as a board, her eyes wide and staring. Mm. That's it. That's it. It sparked this, like, two-episode-worth... Insanity. Well, okay, so here is, here were my thoughts. Right, here's some theories to set set the tone for you okay. guys. Um,
1: so it says she's hanging by her tail. What is it? She's hanging by her tail, by her tail from the torch bracket. Mm-hmm. So, my question was, how did she get up there? Was she put up there? Um... Did she tie herself up there, listen, as as a form of, like, watching? So, like, I kind of envisioned, like, this could be, like, a spot. You know, cats find these spots. They like to be up high. They like to have Mm. a whole overview of the room, right? So, like, was this a spot that she went to to, like, spy on students? And she, like, went up there and would hang from the torch bracket and watch because there's a puddle of water on the ground, and we know that the only reason why she was petrified was because she saw the basilisk through the reflection of the water. Otherwise, she would have died, because if you look into the eyes of a basilisk, it's instant death for anybody who looks in their eyes. Mm. So the reason why all of these students um, and you know, nearly headless Nick, Mrs. Norris, they were all just petrified because, you know, just by chance, they only saw the reflection of the basilisk. So did, was she really walking on the ground and looked down and saw the reflection or was she up high and looked down and saw the reflection from up high? That was what made me be like, did she tie herself up there? And then they were like, how would she do that? They don't have thumbs. And I'm like, well, I mean, technically she could have thumbs because mm. cats, there are polydactyl cats in the world. Mm-hmm. My friend has one. And let me tell you, his, his thumbs are opposable and he can yeah. pick things up. I kid you not. It is crazy. <laughs> so, you know, what was the situation there?
4: Oh, Wow um this is this is interesting like it is a really good question like how did she get up there like it's yeah because as soon as you're petrified you're petrified you're not you're not i mean unless someone walked along and said okay here's a here's a petrified mrs norris let's hang her up here on on the torch whatever um that's crazy you know that's that's crazy I, and i i there all the kids are like afraid of mrs norris like they're going to stay clear of that and they also you you come you if you come across mrs norris petrified you're going to do what any other you're going to report it i mean you're going to be like what Harry Ron, Ron and
1: Hermione did they're yeah. you're going to freak out in your mind and like jump back and not want anything to do with that situation
4: yeah now was this the first I, i'm trying to think that she was mrs norris the first one yes Yeah. yeah yeah okay Gotcha.
3: So it's not like the... And, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just
4: saying, it's not like the Bascalists, you know, went and, like, hung Mrs. Norris up there or whatever. Right. Right? I mean, with... Unless, unless it... Does it have arms and, you know, thumbs and stuff? I mean, like...
1: So, so this, I think, were, was where Sarah and Tiffany came from. They're like, well, we know later in the book, Ginny is the one who wrote the message on the wall with rooster blood. So, was it Jenny who hung Mrs. Norris up there? But in the book, at least the American one has illustrations at the front of each chapter. I know that that's not a thing in the UK edition or um, Bloomsbury edition, but in the scholastic edition, there is an illustration of Mrs. Norris at the start of this chapter, and her tail is clearly coiled around the torch bracket. If she was petrified, you're not coiling her tail around a torch bracket. It's instantly like you're solid. Mm -hmm. So they originally were like, well, it could have like just been petrified in a hook and she could have like hung her there. And I'm like, but the illustration clearly shows that it's coiled around Mm -hmm. the torch bracket. So was she hanging up there and watching students? Does
0: this cancel out the tying
2: theory?
1: So yes, that was where my position changed because originally I was like, she could tie herself up there. She could be a polydactyl. She could have thumbs. She could like tie it in a knot. But then halfway through the argument, I was like, well, no, it's like coiled. So, like, she clearly was up there already. So, like, the thumb thing isn't as important. Mm. Um, so, I guess I, I guess I could be backpedaling on the whole is she a polydactyl <laughs> thing. But I do think that she was up there. Yeah. Initially. Like, that's where she was. I think she was up there watching the students. And she got petrified looking down at the water. Not she was walking and got petrified and someone hung her up.
4: Yeah. Right. right. I I would even say if even if you're you're uh, a polydactyl cat, which is I love that we're you Exploring know this. Uh, even talking <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> like like that would help you to get in places yeah. like that you know to get up high on a torch bracket or whatever. I mean because that's kind of why there's something about Mrs. Norris that is just. How does she show up where Human? she shows up at and get in places she shouldn't be getting into and all that kind of stuff? So I totally mm-hmm. would buy that she she is polydactyl. Whether that had anything to do with like like you said, not maybe like the, the tying aspect, but like actually getting up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, although cats cats in general can get in places that you're always like, how did you get in there? Uh, yep. yep. yes,
1: <laughs> right. but accurate. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, so I don't know when you because
5: I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the shot of it in the movie, which is, I think, similar to what it is in, in, in the illustration. I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's almost like, you know, using it's almost like she's using her tail. Right. To like hang down. Right. As if so, like, she, yeah, and that's not really a normal kind of a thing cats do. I mean, there's Cat that's behavior. a lot. I mean, that's a lot. of right. You know, just. A cat would fall off. I mean, their their tail couldn't support right, them. Right, they're not lemurs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> you'd almost have to stage it, right? I mean, to make to make it, like, you'd have to hold the someone would have to like hold the cat there, and I mean, imagine <laughs> right? I mean, imagine at yeah. all time to do that, that. You know, cats do not like being, you know, uh, you know, hung, hung upside, upside down, down or, yeah. or anything. Yeah. So and then have to like wait for for it to. To, to do it. And it's also, I mean, I'm just looking at the shot in the movie here, which again is, you know, probably is similar to the book. Like, you know, for somebody else to do it, I mean, they'd have to be like, I don't think you could have like Jenny do that or like, you know, some somebody else. I mean, you'd, you'd need somebody like an adult to kind of stand there. It's just, it's up kind of high. Um, and then you have to like know that the Basilisk is coming. I mean, it. so yeah, it's...
1: And then protect yourself somehow. Right,
5: exactly, or be, or like be working with, you know, like the the, right. the in order, in order to stage this very specific scene.
4: Yeah, it's also yeah. like, why? What's the point of of suspending Mrs. Norris up there? If you're a student, or you're Jenny, or you're whatever, what what's the point? Whether the cat is once it's petrified, it's petrified, and whether hanging or. On the ground or whatever, it doesn't really matter. So I think you eliminate that and you say, no, that's where the that's where the cat was. It's um, where Mrs. Norris was. And honestly, there are cats that do. That. I mean, look at the Cheshire Cat. You know,
1: right? That he totally hangs upside down from his tail. And he's like
0: magic. From his he tail, is magic. yeah. Okay,
1: now so when then you throw magic. In the so next, this then, get so this then, kind of brings me to some other theories that we talked about with her being a little bit human Mm -hmm. um like she's not a normal cat she she knows exactly where she needs to be at all times which you know i mean that could just be a cat thing they have like this sense of you know where trouble is at least my cats do um but then also like she does have this weird bond with filch to the point where it's almost as if they communicate somehow Um, Like, legitimately communicate, not just like, oh, yeah, I know what my cat's thinking. No, like, they, like,
0: legitimately communicate. Um, Hey, I want to throw out there, I've got a pretty tight bond. You do. My little dude. Mm. You do. Mm. A thousand percent. But it's different than Mrs. Norris and Felch. Well, because they're out to get you.
1: Exactly. Right. Hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I stand by my theory that she was there for sure. She was in that position. Um I, I I don't think somebody hung her up there. But I but I think that she's human in some sense. Yeah.
5: yeah. I, I mean, I would almost say um, if if the the problem if it weren't the first cuz it's the first petrification that happened in 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 the book, right? Like if it were the second or third, I could yeah. almost say it was Lockhart in that like these things were happening just so he could be like well look I'll fix it just you know it's almost like a fireman creating mm-hmm. a fire because <laughs> yeah. he is because he it, he is it. like yeah. one of the first people there like, in the next chapter, number nine, uh, the writing on the wall, like, immediately he's one of the first people there, and he's like, oh, I think it was, uh, he says, I think it was like, you know, a transmogrification curse or, or whatever, and so, like, immediately he's, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of there. I love Lockhart. He's great. <laughs> he's got the answer. He does. He does. Answer. he does, right? And so, but, but it's... He always knows Yeah, what's going but it's on. the first one, and so I just don't, I can't think of any reason as to why he would stage this, you know, like... First. If it were the second or third, I could see it. He could he could petrify somebody just so he could unpetrify them in front of a lot of people to make it look like he was there to yeah. save the day.
1: Exactly like what he was doing with the other things. Like, oh, this is happening. I'm gonna yeah. stage another one yeah. to happen and make it look like I know how to undo it. Exactly. Totally.
0: Two yeah. thoughts. Okay. One, could she have? I, I agree that I think she's more than just a cat. Do you agree that
1: she was hanging up there
0: by herself? Well, hold on. This theory does say yes. (laughs) What if she's walking along? She's walking along, right? She's doing her cat things, looking for trouble. And then she's like, whoa, giant puddle on the ground. Tries to leap up on this torch to see what's going on. Because that's what cats do. And then she looks down, boom, sees the basilisk reflection. She's petrified. Does that explain how maybe she just fell, landed nicely? But see, then in the next chapter... Dumbledore comes in and it literally says he detached her from the torch bracket. If she's coiled, and you are that stiff, how do you detach that without breaking her?
4: Oh yeah, you can't.
0: Yeah. What do you do? What had to magic?
4: Would have had to. I don't know. Like I don't know either. Contort or like, like somehow uh, manipulate the the metal or whatever. Would have had he would have you know fancy yeah. fancy Dumbledore magic right there. I mean that's that's what that was for sure. It could be maybe, I like
5: it. Maybe Kitty. it's just Dumbledore's
1: magic touch. Maybe maybe she was
5: <laughs> jumping I mean it could be it could have been jumping from somewhere higher like down onto that or it could just be a cat. I mean mm-hmm. I've, you know we've all seen cats try to jump up on something and completely fall over, right? And so it's almost like <laughs> yeah, jumps up and yeah. it starts to fall and then like you know just wrap tries to wrap its tail around it and then like uh sees the water and is petrified in that like exact sort of
0: yeah was it some crazy yeah. freak accident yeah. aside from how it was already a freak right. accident but
1: like for real i want to know
0: <laughs> yeah. I, like i don't know why i care
1: so much about this moment in the books but like i really want to know what she was doing and why this happened
4: yeah. look can i can i just bring up another another point here and this is going to be course. this is this is we're we're entering territory that's uh, – p- people are going to say it's ridiculous. But Matt and I have, a- have often <laughs>
1: – We're like, there when when We're having a full-blown <laughs> conversation about a cat hanging on a wall. I know. Whatever. It's awesome. It's
4: actually awesome. <laughs> so Matt and I often talk about who or what can apparate in and out of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Matt? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this – I mean – and again, like in the books, right? You can't – nothing can apparate in or out of hogwarts i mean that's the thing right in then in the movie like dumbledore can right matt i yes, mean he, he can. can he can he does, he does yeah we're does. we're kind of like wow that's kind of a cool thing but like mrs norris is magical is there some sort of like within the the castle like did did she apparate i'm waiting for megan to go like not only not like how did she get up there did she apparate up there is that possible
3: <laughs> you know <laughs> uh.
1: well maybe if she is a maledictus Mal- oh. maledictus maledictus i yeah. never know how to say it um i Potato think maledictus potatoes. yeah maybe she can because like can nagini so we know nagini is a maledictus
3: yep.
1: um does she just side along apparate with voldemort maybe but or does she just do that just out of um companionship like she's just always with him i don't know if convenience. that's convenience
3: yeah
4: I- I like to think that they can but do that could more. be interesting. Yeah, I, I like to think that they, if they once were magical and they were, you know, because um, isn't it so, like, a, like, just refresh me here, uh, M- Maledictus is like someone who, was it a curse that was on them originally and that they...
1: It's a blood curse. So it's like, uh, it, it's like, gene- it's genetic. So like, okay. if your parent has it, it's kind of like, you know, oh, you have like a 50-50 chance of potentially passing it to your child if you have a kid. Okay. Um... So yes, it runs, it runs, um, through a family and what it is, is like when you're born for a lot of your life, you're human, Mm -hmm. you are completely normal, but then as time goes on, I think it has to do with your emotions. Um, sometimes your emotions will force you into transforming into whatever animal, um, your body has decided to take the form of. So like with Nagini, it was a snake. Um, And then as time goes on more and you get older, you are more a snake than you are a human. So then eventually it becomes permanent.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I don't know. I would assume if you were human and you were magical and you could perform wandless magic
3: Mm -hmm.
1: why couldn't you continue to do that um in your animal form yeah because if you can if you can
0: like becomes what if you become like
1: non-verbal and wandless like there are some spells you could do so why couldn't you do that as an animal even if you can't hold a wand or say mm -hmm. the words because you can make them
5: it's it's wandless isn't it
1: it It does it does Unless, but maybe you can teach yourself to not need one.
0: Yeah, I mean, Voldemort taught himself how to fly.
1: Right. I mean, there yeah. are all kinds. Like, magic can be manipulated in so many ways. So, um, I mean, never I like say that. never, right? Like, Well, I, I mean, like Harry avoids the you killing because
4: of his mother's sacrifice. I right. mean, you know, there's, like, ex- exceptions yeah. to stuff because of, you know, ancient magic. And and that seems like it would be more of an ancient type of um,
1: Definitely. You know, thing
4: that's beyond... Yeah it's almost like you're using
1: understanding beyond understanding, like who's yeah. going to know everything about a maledictus blood curse.
3: Right. I,
1: yeah. It's definitely ancient it's magic. Because it's rare. Right. And Incredibly.
4: This is something I've, I've always thought about when I think of, of Harry Potter and like the evolution of magic in that world. Like they've gotten to a point and they're more sophisticated, civilized, whatever. And now they have wands, but like back in the day they didn't, you know, they learned about wand lore. And so they made, a way in which they could channel it and they could do different things. So you have to imagine, I don't like, I I think about like our modern technology and how we did things differently Mm -hmm. back in the day. And the, you know, so things evolve or whatever. I I would just imagine that during Merlin's time, maybe things even before Merlin were a little different.
1: Um, Yeah. I have kind of always compared magic to technology in that sense where like, In Mm -hmm. our world, technology really is our magic, if you think about it, because we use technology to do a lot of the things um, that wizards do with magic. So even in medicine, you know, like they have magic to create potions or have spells that help them mend a broken bone or create, you know, a potion that helps... Remus not transform into a werewolf on the full moon. So, like, it's the same thing as, like, uh, humans or muggles using technology to create vaccines and to create cures yeah. for medicine and to create, you know, we use the telephones as a way to communicate yeah. or lights instead of casting a spell to turn the lights on. Like, it's this, it's the exact same thing, just in a, in a way... Um, that we can do it without magic. So, like, and, and I've used that comparison for Cursed Child as well, because a lot of people, their big issue with Cursed Child is the Time Turners, and how, you know, in, I think in Deathly Hollows, all of the time, is it in Deathly Hollow? No, it's actually, actually, I think it's in Order of the Phoenix. All the Time Turners get destroyed at the end of the book. In the Department of Mysteries, which is where they're held, one of the rooms is for Time Turners, and, The battle's going on um, with, you know, Dumbledore's army and um, the Death Eaters and all of the time turners get destroyed. So then people are like, oh, well, how is there this magical new time turner in Cursed Child? And it's like, well, think about technology. You mean to tell me that if somebody went into a lab and destroyed all of the COVID-19 vaccines, we would never be able to recreate it? Mm
3: -hmm. We know
1: how we made it. You know, so like, why can't they make a new one? And why can't they improve upon it? Which they did with this new time turner in Cursed Child, right? So it's like, it's a time turner that can do more than the last one. It can travel back and forward and bring you back and change timelines and all that kind of stuff because it's new and better technology. I don't know if I would say better. It kind of just like messes things up a whole heck of a lot more. But, (laughs) you know, in a sense where like, um... (laughs) I don't know how I got on it's this great. topic from talking it's, about it's Mrs. Norris, time. but, on the
3: <laughs> <board>.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's like technology. Um, yeah. You know, magic evolves, magic, I'm stuttering, magic can be manipulated, I think, to, this is how we got on the topic, magic can be manipulated uh, depending on the, its situation, I would think. Yeah. So if Mrs. Norris was a maledictus and she did know magic before she was f- a cat 100% of the time, why wouldn't it adapt to her and allow her to still use it if she was a magical being? Because we know Nagini has magical properties. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily know for sure that she like performs magic, yeah. but she's definitely a magical being. What if her little tongue is her wand?
4: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Katie. Right. right. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing to say that
5: before she either became a cat, say, you know, like completely that she also wasn't perhaps inventing her own spells. I mean, we do have a situation. I mean, yeah. we we've, we've got a we've got a little bit of that in in this as well. I mean, Snape, you know, is inventing his own his own spells, so there's nothing to say that nobody else is out there not doing the same.
4: Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um can I ask a question and I cause I totally can't remember here. Uh Dobby and the elves, the house elves, are they not able to move in and out of like like can he not apparate in and out of Hogwarts? He can. He can. He can. Correct?
1: Mhm.
4: Okay. Yeah. So Dobby can do that. Right? And you've got why couldn't a magical cat? Right. You know who who I mean That's it's I love
2: fair. That. I, they could have
4: different I
1: mean, magic, maybe yeah a cat that's maybe a awesome. cat
5: who you know was actually an elf you know was was an elf before, yeah, I mean, what's say <laughs> maybe he's a maledictus i mean <laughs> i know we I know we mostly think of humans you know trans you know magrification into something else, but I mean, centaur is no magic, I mean a centaur can turn into a cat, I mean it's all fair game,
1: yeah, oh my God, <laughs> what if Mrs. Norris is actually a house elf I mean.
4: I mean that's another level.
0: Katie's <laughs> is... on a whole new level. That's another level, and guys. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> what if she she could be anything? No, but like for real. Okay.
4: No. Think about all the operating <laughs> if... that goes on. She appears in places. She how did she get here? How did Mrs. Norris just yeah, show up out of nowhere? Yeah. And that's why. And that's
5: right. why. Filch, how does Filch she just get Ms. everywhere? Norris. You know, they have such a strong connection because they're both you know caretakers and kind of servants, and you know, it's like oh yeah
4: yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I actually love this theory. I because it because it really does. Okay. I don't think that she would be taking like anything like polyjuice potion as an elf because as we know, thanks to our girl Hermione. You can't use it for animal transformations. She did that on accident. Maybe yeah. an elf could. What happened to my voice? Maybe an elf could. <laughs> Maybe an <Maybe> elf <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, again, we don't know anything about house elves and what they could or couldn't do. And because they have different magic, could they just use a spell to transfigure themselves instead of a potion?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they do have different and in a way at times stronger magic than witches and wizards because like we just said they can apparate in and out of hogwarts Mm -hmm. they can apparate in and out of places that um have spells put on them to not allow apparition because we know dobby comes into the malfoys Mm -hmm.
3: uh Mm -hmm.
1: malfoys house in their dungeon where all of the prisoners are being kept who and there's a spell on there to allow them to not be able to apparate Though I don't know why that would matter if they don't have their wands on them. So, again, maybe you can figure out how to do it without a wand, and that's why they still put the spell on it, you know? Because, like, Ollivander's in there, Luna, Dean, Thomas, and then Harry and Ron. So, Yeah. I know that this is, like, such a far-reaching theory, but, like, it could be really cool.
4: Well, I, I just like the idea that if a house elf can apparate in and out of Hogwarts, if that's true, right... And and then they, they in the movie, they decided, you know what, let's make this, let's make Dumbledore extra special and say that he can. That's just, um, it's a movieism, I get that. But whatever the block is that you can or can't operate in and out of Hogwarts, it seems to be, like, human-based. You know what I mean? It's, it's on humans. So I'm thinking, yeah. like, okay, if it doesn't apply to elves, then why would it uh, apply to some, so like, a, a maledictus, you know, cat or whatever mrs norris right like i
1: so like yeah so maybe it's just the fact that she's a maledictus not necessarily that she's an elf who turns into Mm -hmm. a cat but that just because she's a maledictus these rules don't apply to her
4: yeah i just think she she pops up in so many different areas so many uh, so quickly so fast Mm -hmm. you know secret passages plus a little you know apparating here and there i i am team mrs norris quite frankly well, you know, she's keeping those kids in line, right? Well, if I can play devil's
5: advocate just here, although I totally believe she is something else, but um, the the only thing the only thing I could I can see in her just simply being a cat is uh, at the beginning of chapter nine. So this is right once uh, Filch finds her. Is you know it says. Um, you know, Argus Filch came shouldering his way through the crowd. Then he saw Mrs. Norris and fell back, clutching his face in horror. My cat, my cat. What's happened to Mrs. Norris? Um, and so in that moment where he first sees her, he said, he refers to her as his, as his cat rather than like, oh, you know, my, my, my sister, my wife, you know, any well, other possible thing that, that it could be. Hold I'm, on.
4: Yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. This cat's name is Mrs. Norris, yeah, okay, not <laughs> <Yes>. just like, <laughs> not, not just any like, like uh, like you know, sometimes you you have a cat and it just has one name, like a first name, you know, or like right. uh, that's 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 my cat, uh, Tad over there, right. Tad the cat, Tad the cat. <laughs> like, that's okay, no, right. it's not that, it's it's Mrs. Norris, like that's the cat's yeah. name is Mrs. Norris, like, so so no, I, I get what you're saying, Matt, which is, uh, and also maybe that kind of puts to bed the idea that um, Filch knew mrs norris in real life it seems like a maledictus is someone who was ancient like much older and lived a lot could longer be. if right. you're going off nagini timeline i don't know um yeah yeah could still, maybe to- not. Could still totally no
5: be he just may have only known it as
4: as the cat so yeah and and one more quick thing i want to squeeze this in before i forget like squibs so mrs fig also has cats and seems to be very super close to her cats and right doesn't show yeah. like a lot of cats and then so filch does too i was reading i was just pulling up some reddit stuff on on cats and, and Harry Potter, because this is, we're talking to Megan and Katie, so we're talking about cats and <laughs> Harry Potter. It totally makes sense. That's and, a good comparison,
1: Mrs. Figg and Felch. They're both squibs. They both like cats.
4: Yeah, there, there's something in, in like, the, again, you they don't have, they can't use magic, but they're sensitive to it. They can see it, and mm-hmm. they, you know, so that's kind of cool.
1: I think mostly because they're aware of it, maybe. Because, you know, like, they yeah. in in Prisoner of Azkaban, um Stan Shunpike says, Muggles can't see nothing, mm-hmm. can they? Yeah. They can't see nothing, do they? Yeah. So maybe it's just that they're aware of it, so that's why they see it.
0: Or because cats are known to be magical throughout history, right? Mm-hmm. Or like royalty. Or Way whatever. back to like the Egyptian mm-hmm. times. Yeah, and they're all correct. But <laughs> yeah. what if, what if when you're a squib, especially, you're more. Because. So you don't have magic in your blood, but you're from magic descent. So yeah. what if you're more prone to have a familiar? Yeah. Oh, Mrs. I like Mrs. Norris that. is like, like familiar. And Fig, Mrs. Fig has all these, you know, Mr. Tibbles. is um, her familiar. <laughs> Mr. Tibbles. Why is it? They all have Mr. and
1: Mrs. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it's because oh, they're familiars.
4: My. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: I just made that connection. Maybe that is we are, because we it, are, we are I do. Totally okay,
5: all of the mysteries of the <laughs> of the, the, Yeah, yeah.
1: The only <laughs> thing that I want to add to the whole like Filch calling her a cat thing is that it could just be that this like lie is so ingrained in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. that he is always just going to call her a cat because why would he want other people to know if if he knows, you know, yeah. like.
5: Yeah, I just, I just, I just, because it's, because he's like, he's, he's coming through the crowd to see like what's going on and then sees it and is like, oh my, I mean, because it's only because it's in that moment that it's, it's immediate that he doesn't refer to her as anything other than his cat is where I would go. But again, that doesn't mean that that Mrs. Norris isn't anything else. It just means he may only know it as a cat.
3: Right, yeah, right.
1: I really like the idea that squibs have familiars, though, yeah. and that would totally tie in with Filch's cat being Missus Norris and Missus Figg's cat being Mister Tibbles. Yeah, they are both referred to as like more than a cat,
0: you know. Is it Mister mm-hmm. Tibbles? Or did I make that up? I think no. I think it is Mister Tibbles. I just want to make sure before I like get all excited. <laughs> I think I'm looking it up right now. Arabella Fig's cats. Okay. I, mean, I do know that
1: she has, yeah, she has two,
0: Mr. Paws and Mr. Tibbles. And Snowy and Tufty. But Snowy and Tufty clearly aren't familiars. Right, they're just, you know, she found them in the back alley.
4: Wow. <gasps> wow.
0: <laughs> they're equally important.
4: Oh, yeah, that definitely they are. It's just, yeah. That is... Guys, this is wild. I love this, you know?
0: I like that a lot.
1: Cats, they have familiars. It makes are... me think of The Worst Witch. Have you guys ever seen the movie The mm-hmm. Worst Witch with uh, Tim Curry?
3: Uh, it's kind of awful. We're, right, we're right. seeing it. So
1: bad, but so good. Yeah. But they have familiars. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Tim Curry. That's probably his best movie. Way better than Home
0: Alone 2. Pizza. <laughs> 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 no Pizza. Um, Can you tell we're coming off the Christmas mm. high? You know, yeah. watching <laughs> Home alone. alone
1: forty times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add about Mrs. Norris. Did you have other theories you wanted to bring up still well, us? I
4: know. I just wonder. So uh, the only other other cat that's really interesting is, and I don't really know much about Crookshanks. Uh, people are gonna. I'm people are gonna literally send me all sorts of. I, no, I was you know bad mouthing. Crookshanks Hermione, is interesting uh, at the beginning of this, and then I'm now I'm like, who's Crookshanks? I mean, but he's. Yeah, you know, what is Isn't there something extra special about Crookshanks? I mean, yes,
1: there is. So, Crookshanks is Hermione's cat, in case anybody doesn't know. Um, and she gets Crookshanks from the magical menagerie in Diagon Alley. He's
0: been there a while.
1: He has been there a while. And we discover that he is part Neasel. So, Neasels are magical creatures. Um, they are known for like how smart they are and they do look cat-like. Um, and he is able to communicate with Sirius when Sirius is in his dog form. And that is how Crookshanks uh, actually knows who Sirius is before anybody else does. And is the one who helps him get into Hogwarts to try to kill Peter mm-hmm. Pettigrew, the mm-hmm. rat as a rat. Mm-hmm. Right. Am
0: I right with all this? This I'm sorry. I'm looking up measles. And this on the wiki says that Arabella Fig bred measles and part measles. That's why she had so many cats. What? I don't know if that's real. Let's go. Do you... Interesting. <laughs>
1: Where is the source on that?
0: Well,
4: I just want to say, I'm a huge Mrs. Fig <laughs> fan. I Squib's
1: FAQ section, jkrolling.com. com. my God.
4: Okay. Interesting.
1: Okay. All
4: right. Team. Okay. Team Fig over here. So... Mm-hmm.
1: This is actual information <laughs> from the author. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Weird. Well, maybe Snowy and Tufty are measles and Mr. Tibbles and Mr. Paws are her familiar,
0: familiars. Did you know that measles whiskers can be used as wancors? Yes, actually. I think I'm getting I rid of my unicorn hair. Getting a measles whisker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, so Crookshanks is
1: special in that sense that he is part Neasel and he was all about helping Sirius, um, with his problems.
4: Yeah. Does Crookshanks ever like interact much with, um, Mrs. Norris or have any like, I don't know. Um.
1: Not that I'm aware of, which makes me... I bet you Kirkshanks just knows that she is Mrs. Norris, being the she, yeah. is uh, not to be befriended.
4: Yeah, you know. Yeah, this kind of a st- yeah. Well, and yeah, she's with she's with Hermione. Yeah, I just uh, it's just interesting, you know. It's just um, cats are magical; they're just daggone magical. So, um,
0: where is that from? Fantastic Hold on. Beasts. going to find them? I guess. What is this? What's
4: Katie
3: found? <laughs>
0: Newt Scamander and his wife Tina had measles named Hoppy, Millie, and Mauler, and there's also some other measles named Neil. And okay. they lived for at least 26 years.
4: Are these needle years or are these regular years? What, what type of <laughs> years we talking It
1: says here, at least 26 years, an age that would be considered very old if reached by a non-magical cat. Which isn't necessarily true. Real cats can live into their 20s. That is not super uncommon, but um, hmm. well, I wonder wait. if that's, is that in like the book
0: maybe? Maybe one of the Fantastic yeah.
1: Beasts books?
0: Cool. Oh. I'm going to have to look that up. My, my, my I mean, it would mom. make
1: sense that Newt would have measles. He has literally every magical creature. I know, but we
0: actually have names for them. I love that. That's true.
4: Yeah, that's that's actually really cool. And shout out to Newt. I mean, my gosh,
0: right? Coolest Puff, the father of all Puffs.
4: We needed some. Uh, that's a character that this this fandom needed. I mean, wow.
0: Yep, yep.
4: Oh uh, gosh. Oh, can I say real quick, Katie. Uh, someone told me this, and I think I think they were totally lying to me. So I want to check this with you real quick. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Yeah. It was, and again, it was uh, you know, so someone told me that in the, the book. Um, that shall not be named, or the screenplay. Uh, I'm just kidding. I know you guys have accepted it now. Back in the day, we used. To, I, it was a shunned kind of. Uh, you know, true. It was. True. A, it was Are we talking
1: Curse Child? Uh, it's yeah. I love. That <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. loud and proud about my love of Curse Child. I, so. I've never
4: actually. I've only just. I, I hear. I, I need um, to now go. You know, read it, and I I hear it's much better to kind of watch and see, uh, which is cool. But I heard that does Cedric Diggory become a. (laughs) Yeah. Nuh uh.
0: He becomes. So he becomes. I won't ruin it exactly in case anyone hasn't, Mm -hmm. but, you know, hashtag we have not kept the secrets. They all know we haven't kept the secrets. True. Cedric Diggory (laughs) becomes so humiliated by something that happens in an alternate timeline that he becomes this horrible person yeah he becomes a death eater what?
1: that is probably the only part of the of that story that seems extremely far fetched to me i cannot see him ever becoming a death eater but Too pure, I, man. you know yeah uh, I, bullying and humiliation can do a lot of crazy things to people true. so who knows it's yeah I maybe mean, there's a lesson there
4: but i mean
1: i like the message that it says you know like yeah. be kind be kind to people because you never know what can cause them to snap right um
4: uh, I, did, I just i was like
1: it's crazy i had though, i was like I, I gotta check only, this
4: with katie because i just does not that's not my instance of that's a, not my that's not my guy that's not my guy so, you know a puff
1: death eater so real
5: quick here just 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 back to the the mrs norris thing Cause I, there we go the, oh back to the topic the, sorry, got sorry. It. just because yeah. <laughs> i'm watching just, i just i pulled the scene up on the, the, the movie and in the movie and in the book it actually happens the other way around in that in the in the movie they see mrs norris first then they see the writing on the wall and so i was just making sure that that was there as well in the book and it wasn't like something that happened in a separate event um yeah so there if the writing if there's writing on the wall at the same time that Missus Norris is there, uh oh, wouldn't
4: that? Oh, I see what you're saying
5: though that somebody, whoever, whoever did put the writing on the wall, which we kind of know who it is, also hung the cat there. No, I...
1: so that's where. Okay, so my answer to that uh-huh. is that she just happened to happen. Like, I don't think that the plan ever was. I need somebody petrified. Mm -hmm. I think that the plan was I'm revealing that the chamber has opened and that if you're an enemy of Slytherin, you need to beware. So I think that it is just like happenstance that Mrs. Norris was even there. Um, And it just, you know, kind of all worked out perfectly. The fact that she got petrified and maybe Ginny stumbled upon that scene as Voldemort because she was like possessed, Mm -hmm. right? Or by Tom Riddle because he was young Voldemort. So like Ginny as Tom Riddle sees this scene and is like, wow, perfect. Let's write the message here it 'll really get the message across like but didn't they know? write it
0: there because it's right outside the chamber
1: yes so that's why I'm thinking like mrs Norris was just there right. well
0: and well and Wrong
1: Harry's place, hearing all Harry's Wrong hearing place, all of the,
5: the words time. too right like right before they walk up there they'll like rip tear kill so hungry for yeah so long. he's hearing the best yeah, he's hearing list. he's hearing it as it's going on so I mean it almost
1: I think he's is it Hearing it as it's going back to the chamber. I think that this already happened
0: because because he he heard it before,
1: right? So, like, he heard it going down to his detention with Lockhart because he's thinking about, because that's the same thing, right? Isn't this like, yeah, because he didn't go to eat because he had his his detention. Mm -hmm. So, he heard the basilisk as he was going to his detention Um, and then is thinking about it the whole time he's in detention, and is just like completely zoned out, takes hours, like this detention goes on for hours.
0: hours,
1: and then he leaves, and he hears it again as he's leaving, and it's going back to the chamber, so it's like it was roaming the pipes while he was in detention, that happened while everybody was at dinner and he was at his detention and then they all happen to come back up, following the basilisk basically back home to the chamber, and then they stumble upon the scene. Tom Riddle's So dumb. I... Tom Riddle's dumb. He chooses all the well, time I mean, that
0: students aren't around to try and attack students. You got a ghost. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe
0: that's Ginny in there
1: subconsciously being like, no, Tom, go, no. Jenny, go, yeah. Ginny,
5: <laughs> go. No,
3: Tom, no. no, Tom, no. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to look at some of these surrounding events, you know, of of this yeah, to look at it for sure. I mean, then he got man. Then he get I mean, then before that, I mean, you got you got Peeves here talking to Myrtle and here's some some serious foreshadowing. He's saying pimply pimply. I mean, that's some edge come foreshadowing there Um,
3: (laughs) did
0: you
4: just stumble across like a a peeves can like like he can see the future are are you kidding me right now that's right Oh, oh, God. Holy. So he's a, a seer? seer, not Harry, actually. Peeves is a seer. Oh, my. Somebody, Matt and I are starting that t-shirt. Oh, my uh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're a seer. Pimply pimply. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, I
4: have, before I forget, I think I know
0: why Cedric's a Death
1: Eater. Okay. Go for it.
0: All he heard was something eater, and he's like, "Dude, it's a food club, Min <laughs> And
1: that
0: was it. I and thought you were going to tell me
1: like a serious thing that you heard.
4: Yeah, I. <laughs> that makes me feel better, you Katie.
1: You bring it back to food. I feel
4: better
5: about Wouldn't that.
1: You... Doesn't that make sense? It yeah. does, right? It fits his story arc so much Do you better. Think it, can we ever yeah. get?
5: Can we ever get that as a
1: movie story arc?
5: I, I mean, I know, I, I know the play. I, everyone says, <laughs> everyone says, go see the play because I remember before we used. We all I think the the sentiment around Cursed Child was that it was not very good. And then Tiffany and Sarah both said once they saw it as a play, it changed it changed everything yeah. for them.
1: I'm hoping that because of the release of Hamilton. Hamilton and like trying to like streamline Broadway being more accessible, I hope that they film it at some point. Um I mean I get that it won't be the same it won't be as immersive like there are some there are just like some surprises with cursed child when you're in the theater that are really cool but I don't think that it's necessary necessarily like crucial to the plot that you experience those things it's just like cool magic mm-hmm. in on a stage um, so I hope that they will especially with the acquisition of it by Warner mm-hmm. Brothers I think that that's kind of, like, setting the scene for them to eventually... um, I don't think that they'll ever, like, turn it into a movie. I think that they will just film the play. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would be totally here for. Even if they, like, did the whole stupid thing where it's like, oh, it's going to be two movies and you have to wait a year for both of them. (laughs) I don't care. As long as, like, people can have access to it because uh, I love broadway and you know musicals and plays and i they're just not accessible for some people you know like i mean you could have that theater nerd in a small town at a family who doesn't have a lot of money right. and they'll never be able to go see a, an amazing production without dropping i mean oh my gosh when hamilton even even in cleveland hamilton was like 450 dollars for a noseblade wow. nose wow. ticket and it's like That is just so unattainable for most people. Um, I'm not saying that it's not worth the money to go and see Hamilton because that production is amazing. I've never seen it live. I've only seen it because they filmed it. Right. Um, Because I'm not dropping $450 to sit up in the back of the balcony. Like, get out of here. (laughs) That's insane. I mean, the one thing I will say with Cursed Child is I appreciate that they definitely offer extremely affordable tickets. Like, when we saw it in London, we paid I
0: think it was like forty dollars
1: forty forty dollars each total for both. so it was twenty dollars for 20 well 20 pounds per part per person
0: Wow
1: and the seats were great. Yeah,
0: there's not a I mean it was in the balcony
1: <laughs> but like I could afford it and I could go and I could enjoy it and hmm. um, so that's one nice thing about Cursed Child that I appreciate that they definitely try right. to make it affordable it's just not everybody yeah. lives in the cities that it, that it is yeah. so and maybe
5: now yeah. and maybe now with the state of the world and that plays are not something that people can go yeah do and they want to make money off of it especially with uh warner uh and pushing hbo max uh like they want it to mm-hmm. sort of considerably rival something like disney plus and netflix then that seems like a possibility
1: I would totally get a subscription to HBO Max, or HBO HBO Max, Max. yeah, Yeah, Plus, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, if Curse Child was on
0: there, so. Well, and also, if you're, like, on the level that we're on with, like, obsessive fandoms, even if, like, say I hadn't seen Curse Child and I got to see it streamed, I would still go and see it if I got the chance to go see it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to stop me. Yeah. Yeah, like, if I was on
1: a trip to New York or San Francisco or, you know toronto i would totally still try to get tickets even if i had access to it online yeah like yeah you want to see well, it that's a whole experience, in person yeah. it's yeah you want to go and buy the merch and see the flip from part one to part two that's all i'll say it's just cool to mm-hmm. like see the transformation of everything between part one and part two and it's yeah it's an experience it's really awesome so yeah which they couldn't do uh through streaming services, which I get, but still, yeah, yeah. the arts just needs to be more accessible, which is a whole other conversation. but Mrs. Yeah. Norris.
4: Well, yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Norris. Yeah, one last thing, and then we can uh, whatever you guys want to do. i We can move on to you know talking about the cats in our lives if you want. Um, yeah. I just <laughs> want to point out real quick. I I went and I looked it up. Uh, so M R S. Right. Uh, it's a title. Used before a surname mm-hmm. or a full name to address or refer to a married woman or a woman who has been married, um, and I'm just sitting here going, "Who was like that's it's, that's the cat's name, Mrs. Norris." So, yeah. like, who is Mrs. Norris's husband? You know, like is it Filch? And I know people say Filch, but I'm guessing not. I'm guessing it was someone. You think before? Yeah, before. So I mean, I want folks to let us know. Who is Mrs. Norris's husband?
1: Mr. Norris.
4: Yeah, Mr. Norris is probably is who it is, right? Is, okay. there, is
1: there any Chuck character Norris? whose name
5: is Norris? Oh, my is there, God. Is there, is there any other person <laughs> Wait. Whose name named Norris?
4: Would <laughs> you, you say Chuck Norris?
1: <laughs>
4: Chuck Norris. Yes. Oh, I mean, my gosh.
1: he's Bob's apron. Mrs. Norris is Bob's apron. That's how she
0: could but attain to do anything. Wh- Tie herself up? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Like, yeah. what
4: if, though, in Fantastic Beasts, we come across some, you know, shop owner? Some guy
0: named
1: Norris?
4: Yeah, like uh, like a Mr. Norris. And, like, we just see... We don't see Mrs. Norris, but, like, there's some mystery surrounding his wife. And would like, what
1: would be hilariously awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people are really annoyed with, like, how many connections Fantastic Beasts might bring us. They're like, no, I just want it to be separate. And I'm like, but isn't it so cool to, like, be in another universe within the same world and Mm -hmm. still learn things about the old universe like i'm all for it yeah you know like i want to know did newt give hagrid aragog tell me did Mm he i need to know because he came to hagrid in the pocket of a traveler
3: right so
1: was it newt i don't know i want to know the connection between fox and the dumbledores i want to know all that stuff so like
3: yeah yeah
5: well, I, don't know. I can say, yeah, so, yeah, I can, you can say, do. as as a Star Wars fan, you know, where that's all all Star Wars is is here is the original content, and now let's just make it bigger and bigger and bigger and provide all every detail you've ever yeah. possibly wanted to know. It's 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 great. I mean, it's 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 the same thing. and you always
4: create more questions too there's always more i mean you could like you could show a mr norris and then not show a mrs norris and be like okay but still what happened right. but <laughs> like, is
1: it that like is that it yeah, yeah. you can always no I, yeah totally more than that <sighs> yeah I, that's interesting yeah yes. i i really love i love the connection the fact that her name is mrs norris so that must mean like why not just call her miss norris she wasn't a wife to somebody. What's her first she, name? Yeah, what's her first yeah, name? Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: you know. Anyways, it's cool stuff.
0: These are all great theories. Yep, dude. This was a whole pot of revelations.
5: We we died, yeah. we dive down some some deep rabbit holes and it's great.
0: hmm Deep and sweaty. Yeah. This is like my favorite kind of conversation, though. Mm-hmm. Like
1: we didn't have a doc; we just discussed, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah,
4: Peeves is here. Yeah. I mean Mrs. Norris, you Caves know. is totally ap- a seer. Can can operate. Um
0: She's a house elf. She might be a house, might be a house <laughs> elf. Will Mrs. Norris be
5: in the the you know the if it ever comes out, the the next fantastic beast beasts. Fantastic so.
1: beasts.
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, Could I mean, be. She's actually friends with Nagini. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. And they're both maledictive. I mean they're both evil, oh, so please.
4: Yeah.
1: Do we want to talk about the cats in our lives? Yes. Yes, I,
0: oh, please. Do we have three hours?
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll try to keep it quick. You know, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my kitties. You know,
0: do it, please do.
4: Well, did I? Re- I don't know if I ever told you. I'm, Matt's looking at me like, as don't tell the full story on on your as your that,
5: cat. Don't tell that story. No, I'm
4: not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll tell that. Okay, but
1: you need to tell me off. The uh, oh, I
4: will. I will. you like, yeah. Thank you for not telling <laughs> yeah. that full story. It is on um, an
5: episode of Bend
4: the Knee. It does start
5: an episode of Bend the Knee,
4: and it's terrible. It I, it's just such oh, a. I, I was going. I was a wreck. Right. I was a wreck when this. For a
1: full story, please go follow yes. Bend the Knee. Yeah. <laughs> um.
4: No. So I had growing up like we just didn't have dogs. You know, we just did not. We weren't a dog family. We didn't have them. We had like a little barn and a garage, and so we when we were little we got uh a cat and i don't know i i got this cat and i was like i'm um, the older brother so i got to name this cat and i named this cat goliath um and goliath was awesome Goli- goliath goliath because you know i mean i grew up in church and so you know I was like all right cool like what's a cool name and i always like the name goliath well she is named Goliath, just to be clear. Uh, so uh, you know, which is which is cool. And this is this is my cat, like uh, named Goliath, and I I love this cat. And then you know, cats run across the road, and sometimes things happen. Whatever. I don't. We actually don't know what happened to Goliath. Um, yeah. i know that's <laughs> what. No, that's that's the. Sabb- this like, that is where you're going
0: with the story.
3: story.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. My heart. I'm sorry. No, I know. Me too. Like I, I like legitimately miss Goliath. Goliath is my first cat. Like when I was a little kid. So unfortunately, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to like, I don't want to like just come out and like really say it, but like I, she, oh Goliath passed away. Okay. Goliath I'm sorry.
0: passed away. That sucks.
4: Yeah. And that's okay. Um, but like Goliath was so, so good. It was like my first pet, my first, you know, whatever. And I just, I loved Goliath so much and it was just, she, she was like the perfect, just I, I wish I could. I wish I had. There might even be some pictures of Goliath that I could show you guys. Like just the most beautiful cat you've ever seen. Like so. What color was she? Kind of like a gray, like a really like black gray. Um, and it was just pretty. And like pure, just I don't know. Was she was she was great. Um, awesome. Like like a shadow. I mean, straight like a shadow. It was. I don't know how to how to describe, uh, Goliath. But so then after that, it was it was years. You know, I was devastated lost my lost my kitty and you know whatever we didn't get another cat for a long time and then when we did i was in like middle school and we had you know somebody else you you end up knowing people like at church or whatever who have like cats and does anybody want a cat and yes okay finally now we we do my sister and i wanted one so i mean goliath by the way did have other um had like you know litter and you know we we kept fluffy the cat fluffy for a while. So Fluffy was there. We had with we had Fluffy for a bit. Um but then we got a I got my own cat again and uh this cat came to me. This little pure, just straight pure uh black cat and I named her Professor McGonagall. This was yeah. my cat. Yeah. I love like Professor McGonagall was and and she just was magical. I mean, absolutely magical. I don't know how to explain it. Like Professor McGonagall just knew what I wanted, did what, I mean, like we just played games together and I'm talking like middle school me, I'm talking sixth grade me played games with my, with my cat. (laughs) So like, that's awesome. It was cool. It was like, uh, uh, well, it was late middle school, I guess, you know, Um, but whatever. I mean, Professor McGonagall, fantastic. And uh, that, that was my kitty cat. And I love, I love Professor McGonagall and I, I, I miss her. So Aww. you know, yeah. Anyways, get another cat. I've thought about it. Well, I, I, I actually,
5: as his niece, has two cats, and I think, I think this, sto- I think you should tell the story of the naming of 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 those cats because I think it's. Oh cool.
4: my gosh!
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, so... I'm excited. Kids naming cats is the best. Oh, it was,
4: it was Kids naming
1: anything is hilarious. Yeah. Like you know, I had a dog and I named it Freckles because I thought that was really original. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> So yeah, my 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 niece Rachel gets these, uh, you know, because uh, you know we had cats growing up, and so my sister has a barn, and like they, it's it's heated, and so like they love their barn cats. It's it's great, and um, but we we let her name these kitties. We brought them over, put them in the sunroom. She was blown away. I have a reaction like filmed somewhere, and she just couldn't believe these were her kitties. And so and there was two of them. That's she so was cute. overwhelmed, right? And so we're like, well, what do you want to name them? You know, like, what what, what do you think is, is a good name? You get to name your kitties. And, you know, all the emotions are running high and all this kind of stuff. And she literally, she looks at one and she says, uh, Sophie. I'm like, okay, Sophie. Awesome. I was like, well, what about this kitty? And she's like.
1: Soapy? S-O-A-P-Y? Sophie?
4: No, no. Like, just regular Sophie. Yes. I mean, Sophie would have been. Okay, Sophie's cute, too. I was like, Sophie.
1: Okay, that's. That's cute. And I don't know where she even
4: came up with Sophie. She just said Sophie, and then so I was like, awesome. And then I I pulled up this other you know kitty, and I was like, what about this one? And she was like, uh, Sophie. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, well, you can't call we can't call them both Sophie. Can't we'll get them confused, you know? And she's like, no, that's Sophie and that's Sophie. And I was like, oh no, okay. So then I was like, they were like, All right, no, no, no. This one was Sophie first. Let's pick a different name for for this one. And then she was like, um, Peaches. And then so we came up with Sophie and peaches and that was, that was Oh
1: my day. gosh. That's Sophie and, uh, yeah.
4: Sophie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, all right. So I was like, oh, is, so I was like okay. That's
0: awesome.
4: But, yeah. That's really cute. Those are my, those are my cat stories.
0: I love
4: it. Yeah. Matt cats. Oh, wow. Main... You know, I, I mean, yeah, I've, had, I've
5: cats? had cats, uh, far, not as many growing up. We were definitely more, more of a dog family. Um, I will say I did get to uh, I we I cat sat this summer for about like a month. Um, uh, my girlfriend's well, it's kind of her family's cat. I think it was her brother's, and then it ultimately became her mom's and whatever. And it's uh, actually I think it originally was her dad's cat. And then somehow brother passed the you know the whole deal. Um, and uh, <laughs> great cat Gomez. He is he's a black cat. He's fat, which I love because I love fat cats. Um, because they just don't care, you know. They just they just like walk in and will like plop down and just kind of look at you like what, you know, like you know, like, <laughs> like fat fat yeah. cats are the best. Um, God, and this cat is like the laziest cat I've ever seen until it is food time, in which oh, he dude. will like he would like headbutt the door at like five a.m. and just <laughs> and he doesn't even like he's just like eh, eh, you know it's just like hey now <laughs> i want my food and i want it right now so it was great
1: i think he might be related to iggy <laughs> yeah. our cat. Yeah. and
5: i saw i saw him yesterday yeah and had 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 brunch yesterday and i i, I saw him and he, he was Again, hey, same thing is, you know, hey, where's Gomez at? You know, looking at the cat. He's literally uh, so my girlfriend's mom has uh, chickens in her backyard. She built built a little chicken coop this year just so she could have eggs. And um, she'll let the chickens kind of run around. It's all fenced in the little backyard there. And the chickens will even he just lays there and the chickens go up to him and he's just like looks at him like, you know, like, what do you want? (laughs) Like, why are you, and like not like you know, hey, get away from anything. Just like he's like, I'm not getting up. You know what's the point in this? It's not even worth it. So yeah, it's great. So that's that, that's my that's my cat that's story. awesome.
0: My mom taught me the importance of like bonding with animals. She was always like super super intuitive with them, and I think I got that from her. So like now, it might sound like weird, but honestly, I've got this super awesome connection with Ted. Like he's my best friend.
4: Yeah yeah he's my
0: little
4: dude well yeah there is something to being attacked you know i don't know like like having a bond with um animals yeah like you just feel there is some magic there there legit is some some serious magic and whether it's connections with nature animals i mean all that kind of stuff it's just there's first of all magic is real i don't know if you guys discuss that on oh, this podcast or not real. but like i agree with you it's real so it totally is yeah yeah i mean hey
1: katie legitimately has a bond with teddy too it's like it's like a real a real he has like imprinted on her
0: he's my familiar okay. yeah <laughs> totally
1: we should call him mr Ted.
0: <laughs> yeah. i do sometimes <laughs> <laughs> all,
1: right, all right kate do you want to go to the fan story yeah all
0: right so this is an oldie it so, is they're all goodies it is so this one's all the way back from 2018 what a different time uh, shout-out to Megan Valdez, who is a super cool human being. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. So Megan says, Hey, guys, my first experience with Harry Potter was in 2002 when I was seven years old. I remember being in an after-school program, and they played the Sorcerer's Stone movie for us. I was somewhat interested, but my mom came and That's picked cool. me up. Right before the part where Hagrid takes Harry to Diagon Alley. What? So That's when it gets good. <laughs> so I really didn't get to see any of the action, and I ended up forgetting about it for a while. Then, then in 2003, I remember my third grade teacher having all the books in her classroom, and every day during quiet reading time, I would try to get my hands on one, because I was curious. But they were so popular, I was never able to. I especially remember everyone fighting over Order of the Phoenix, as it had just come out.
1: That was like when it was real frenzy.
0: Yeah. That break between Goblet and Order. Because it was like the longest span. It was. One day, I was finally able to beat the other students to grab the third book, but obviously, since I hadn't read the others, it didn't make much sense, and I only <laughs> read one or two chapters. It wasn't until I was ten that I properly read the first book, after it was finally available to check out from the school library. By this point, I had finally seen the movie all the way through, along with Chamber of Secrets. I read the book quickly, and I was hooked. After this, at some point, my older brother gave me his old book, so I had all of them, up through book five. I blew through them, and Harry Potter instantly became my entire life. It took me a bit longer to get my hands on book six, but I finally got up enough money to buy it right before a road trip with my grandparents (laughs) in 2006 to Branson, Missouri. I read the entire trip, even after finishing the book, I just started it over. Deathly Hollows was the only book that I was able to get on the day it came out, and I had originally planned to go to the midnight release. However, the experience was kind of dampened because it came out four days after my grandmother died, so it ended up being the day after her funeral. She lived with me and was one of my closest friends, and I was with her when she died. I was 12 at the time, and she was the first person close to me whose death I ever had to experience. Because of this, I did not get to go to the midnight release, but I still got the book later in the day, and it was a huge source of comfort for me during this time. I felt more connected to Harry than ever before, as we both mourned the ones we had lost. I know that the reason I was able to handle it as well as I did was because of everything Harry Potter had taught me about death and loss. As time went on, I continued to be obsessed and continued to go see all the movies as they came out. Over time. After the last movie was released, the obsession had begun to fade until I found this podcast. Now I'm as immersed in the world as ever, and it feels like I've found my way back to my roots. I love the community we've created, and I love that it's let the music, the music, the magic live on. I'm a Ravenclaw, my secondary house is Gryffindor, which I'm, I've am i been learning to embrace more. My Patronus is a Pine Martin, which That's is apparently super cute. in the same family <laughs> as Otters and Weasels. My wand is Vinewood with a dragon heartstring core, which is exactly like Hermione's. Love y'all, Megan Valdez.
1: Thank you, Megan. Um, I think that I think that the seventh—that was probably perfect timing. I mean, obviously not perfect timing because I'm sorry that your grandmother died. But the fact that you had Deathly Hollows, um, which is a book that literally like the whole book is dealing with death and loss, so it's uh, I could see how like much of a comfort that could have been to like figure out how he was dealing with that. And try and, like, get those coping mechanisms
0: for yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, Harry Potter's a comfort in so many different ways. Yeah. And you can, like, learn so many different things from Harry at so many different points. And, like, it's just, like, hit people in the right way. And you can learn right from
1: mistakes that, yeah. you know, the books or he made as well. Like, I always... I always say, because there are totally some things in Potter that, like, can be considered controversial, but it's, like, just use those as teaching moments um, to say, hey, this is what we don't do. Right. So, it's, like, that's why I love the books so much, because you can just use them in so many aspects like that. But I love your story. Yes. And I love you. So, thank you for
0: sending it in. Thank you, Megan. All right, Katie, give me a joke. So, I did not bring my Harry Potter joke book with me on our trip to Cleveland but since it's a cat episode I figured we could do some cat jokes. I like it. Okay. Should I do like three? Sure.
1: As okay. said that he had some too, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good.
4: I got a couple.
0: All okay. Right. I'm just gonna read the first one on here because it's funny. Meg's <laughs> already seen the answers. What do cats like to eat on a hot day? A mice cream cone.
4: <laughs> That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> You're funny. Uh, Let's see. Oh, number two is cute. Why do cats always get their way? They're very persuasive. <laughs> they are. They do <laughs> always get their way. Um, let's see. One more time. How about this? Where does a cat go when it loses its, ha- its tail? The retail store.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Take it away, guys. Take it away.
4: Uh, yeah, so let's see. Um, what's a cat's favorite color? purple right
1: <laughs> that's good that swish cool. purple
3: oh swish purple
4: <laughs> um let's see a couple more here um okay how do how do two cats end a fight they hiss and make up all right <laughs> was- i
0: always tell my cats kisses not hisses Kiss. it does not be mean <laughs> kisses not hisses <laughs>
1: Oh man, there've been a lot of hisses around this house since we've been home because <laughs> the cats do not love the dog. Yeah. Not not Oh, fans. hey, that's
4: actually leaves me my final joke here. Uh why are or why was the cat afraid of the tree? Because of its bark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. All
4: right, I,
3: I, I have one more oh, that, no, that okay, I didn't. Oh, go ahead. See. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Sorry. How does a cat sing scales?
3: Do <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 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 guys go, you guys have know. probably heard these because I
5: just literally pulled up a list of like a hundred Harry Potter pun jokes, so it's it's entirely possible you've heard all of these. <laughs> um, but you know, it's always good for a re- refresher, right? Uh, why did Barty Crouch Junior. quit drinking? Because it was making him moody.
3: Oh <laughs> my.
5: why did snape oh. why did snape stand in the middle of the road so you'll never know which side he was on <laughs> wow and then this one this yes. one's the best uh how many harry potters does it take to screw in a light bulb oh boy one he holds it and the world revolves around him
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> i totally heard that one before yeah. That's so accurate it's wow. so good <sighs> all right that was a good joke time good joke time so make sure that you follow your host on social media myself and katie are on twitter and instagram at the petrus family and matt and as where can people find you
5: oh boy here we go uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can find <laughs> me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ez anywhere at WompRat underscore 2M. We also run a handful of podcasts, uh, a Game of Thrones podcast called Ben the Knee, a Star Wars podcast called Hyperspace Hangout, a Wheel of Time podcast called Heroes of the Horn. Uh, then Ez runs a Lord of the Rings podcast with our good buddy Lane, Up Talking Tolkien, an unexpected podcast. Uh, then I run a video game podcast called Box Trick, in which Tiffany has been on many, many, many episodes, so you can certainly check that out as well.
1: Have you talked about Animal Crossing?
5: hmm
1: Why didn't you ask me to be on? I'm well, freaking obsessed you, I, with I Animal know, Crossing. Every,
5: every time I get on my Switch, it's always like Megan or Katie's <laughs> how on, many, <laughs> Animal Crossing? How many hours?
1: <laughs> Don't even look at my profile for how many hours I've been hey, Animal no, Crossing. We can, it's we embarrassing.
5: Can, we, I'm always down to do more Animal Crossing episodes, so we can definitely do a, an Animal Crossing episode. We can make that happen.
1: I would love to. We usually do a little a little shameless plug where we just we just talk about things that we've been doing.
0: So, uh, Kate, you go first. Um, been watching a lot of Glee and Doctor Pimple Popper. <laughs> yes, that's been wow. my Christmas break.
5: Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Pimple Popper, that's what I'm the to. Edgecomb story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. my! <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh so bring accurate. It full circle. Yeah. Uh, I
0: love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That
1: has basically been what I'm doing too. I did wanna say I bought myself a Christmas present this year. And it is a pin of Marietta Edgecomb and it says uh, sneak across her face. Uh, and I cannot wait to put it on my pin board right next to my computer uh, when we get home to Orlando.
0: Mix stir in that pot.
1: You know, I, I'm i sorry. I don't care. I totally think snitches get stitches. And I think, yeah, just, you know, to end this with my opinion, like I always like to, she deserved it. Maybe didn't deserve the permanent scarring, but she totally deserved something. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But, I yeah, we've really been into watching Glee, like, binging the heck out of Glee. And I... I thought that I had seen a lot more episodes than I did, because I was definitely obsessed with Glee when it was like... Glee? Totally. I was obsessed with it when it was coming out on TV. I would watch it every week. Um, but I started to get a little uninterested when they went to New York, and it was just like things were split between high school and New York, and it was so confusing, there were new characters, all that stuff, and I kind of stopped. But um, we're trudging through it now, and I'm excited to finish it. It's just there are so many episodes. <laughs> Each season is twenty four episodes, oh and they are like forty five minute episodes. Oh, that's long. Um, and we're on season four right now of six, so getting there. But yeah, I've I've really wanted to find time to read this break, and I just like have been too obsessed with watching Glee to read. But I did um i really do before we go back to orlando i want to read at least three books this is my goal so i'm going to read barack obama's new book because i brought that with me i really want to read that uh i really want to read jonathan van ness's book i have that on my kindle i've wanted to read that since it came out and just i don't i don't know i love reading but i just like I get really distracted. I have to she be. she starts, you can't I talk I cannot to her. stop. <laughs> um, and then I really want to read "Carry On," which is like the uh, sequel or pairing. It, it's yeah, it's like from the universe of the book "Fangirl" by Rainbow Rowell. Which, if there is anybody who's listening who likes, who in their own personal life loves like reading, writing fan fiction, this book will hit home so hard. I highly recommend Fangirl. I've talked it up on the pod before. I just love that book so much. It literally just reminds me of Katie and myself in high school and college. It, it was, I just love it. And anyway, Carry On is the fan fiction that she was writing in that book. So it's like a sister book to it where you, you actually get to read the story that she's obsessed with that she's writing um, so I really want to read carry on. So those are going to be my three goals. Hopefully, uh, you know, in the next two weeks I can read those. So we'll see what happens, but you got this. yeah. What have you guys been up to?
4: Well, can I, let me mention two things here, Matt, real quick. I got to get these in. So, uh, I've been there, <laughs> there is a, there is an Island in the North Atlantic where people have been searching for treasure for over 200 years. Okay. And it's called Oak Island. It's a TV show on the History Channel. You got to go check it out. It is fantastic. I love Oak Island. So if there's any Oak Island fans out that there, cool. Hit me up. It is, uh, you know, Marty the the Lagina brothers, Marty and Rick. They're fantastic. Matt knows I watch the show. It's fan- it's awesome. Um,
1: is it like on Hulu or something like? Oh. Or is it just live right now?
4: It's 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 right now. It's live. Um, there it is on demand, and you can. I think there is some streaming service where you can get like History Channel stuff oh, look it attached. Because at one point, the
1: Oak stories. Yeah,
4: Lane Lane was watching it on Hulu. I thought, and then I don't think took. it. I don't know what the deal is with with that. But yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. I love the History Channel, and um also, uh, and you know, this is for Megan and Katie here. I want I want. I, this is for all of your listeners. I want to remind folks that in 1947, um, there were aliens aboard a spacecraft that crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> and that's real. That's real, friends. That's real. Okay. Um, we live in Ohio, and we know that they were transported here to the Dayton Airfield. I go. There's another show called History's Greatest Mysteries, and I just love that show where they go over all the things that possibly happened and... They interview people who were there, and it's like, why is the military involved? And it's just, I, I, guys, I just love, I love exploring all of those things and and trying to figure out what happened in the past and uh, uncovering secrets like we were doing today with Mrs. Norris, you know? Just Mm -hmm. those secrets, and we gotta, we gotta figure them out. So,
5: um, well, I just finished, uh, watching it's the second time i've seen it but the west wing which is a really really great show for anybody who's never actually seen it obviously uh the mandalorian uh you know just been yeah. just, just plowed through all all of that uh and then on christmas I'm missing
0: two episodes
5: uh and, <clears throat> and then on christmas i just watched uh wonder woman 1984 i don't know if you guys have seen it yet but it no awesome. i've heard bad things so uh, it's it, I, I really liked it. I, I think it's just because the first movie. I mean, the, I'd say Wonder Woman's like top ten superhero movie ever. I mean, the first movie is so amazing that this one being like just good makes it be like, oh, is this actually a bad movie? No, it's not bad. It's it's a good movie. I liked it.
0: Cool.
1: So we talked a, about a lot of things, not all of them pertaining to Mrs. Norris, but that's okay. Or even Harry Potter. Or even Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, that concludes this week's episode. What? Thank you very much, Madness. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Thank you. You guys are so sweet. The (laughs) Hufflepuff slowing the slithering down and making sure we thank our guests. Yeah, no, seriously. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, Thank you for having us. I'm not going to lie. Whenever Sarah and Tiffany were like, yeah, we're doing an episode with Madness, I was like, I want to do an episode with Madness. You Jelly Belly? Yeah, I was jealous. So I was like, I I texted uh, Tiffany and I was like, I'm going to ask them to do an episode (laughs) (laughs) too.
4: I was jealous. We didn't have you guys on. I was like, wait a second. Where's Megan and Katie? This is nuts. You know,
1: well around the holidays, we usually kind of like give ourselves a two week break to, to just chill and do fun episodes like this, you know, instead of chapter episodes. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna end this because I have to go yell at my cat. Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of cats, that <laughs> concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down.
3: <gasps> Amazing, just <in> my voice.
5: <laughs> they did they tell you that they edited out my joke last week?
3: They did.
5: Or so I. S- Okay, so I thought it was funny, so I said, they asked me what I thought about whether or not, um, you know, like the sneak attack, and I said, like whether, and I said, well, let me just say this, you know, snitches get stitches, and sneaks look like freaks, <laughs> and like, <laughs> was like, we can't use that, like, can't, like.
4: I was like, I don't know, I think it was pretty, pretty funny, great. I think it was pretty funny.
1: Oh, yeah, a <laughs> Maybe I'll put that in the outtakes since it's recorded now.
3: Yeah. Oh,